0: We're back, yeah. Um, and uh, we're here for a fantastic episode thirty-two. Yes, um, I'm super pumped because you guys, uh, I think last time, found out a bunch of new information. Have already, if uh, if the conversation before I push this record button is any indication, you're trying to piece together exactly what's going on here. So um i'm excited to be here and i hope you are as well and i'm gonna again i'm not gonna forget this because i know people want to give us money um (laughs) you can go to dungeonpatrol.com, click on the patreon button or uh go to patreon.com slash dungeon patrol if you want to become a patron give us a buck or two to help us keep this adventure rolling again you don't really have to But I feel sort of obligated to put it out there. And um, we appreciate all of you for listening, for the feedback, for everything. I think we talked a little bit last episode of people that have given ALR band names. That's fantastic. Um, And that is a great way to contribute almost better than money even. Um,
1: Although a dollar a month would help Jerry with his restocking fees for all the audio (laughs) equipment he buys and then returns.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, Uh, we did talk about that a little bit. Um, Yeah, I have an addiction. And (laughs) if there's anybody that is thinking of starting a podcast of their own and they want any uh, feedback from me, I'm happy to weigh in because I just love talking about it. Um, or if
2: you think jerry needs help and find an audiophile (laughs) anonymous group around him yeah
0: my wife is going to start another uh patreon to get Mm. me the help so Mm -hmm. i'll give you the link to that next time um no uh it's uh it's fun it's uh i find this uh very enjoyable both from a gameplay standpoint and from a uh, technical standpoint making all of this stuff work and appreciate all of you, uh, for putting up with that. So.
3: Well, and we appreciate all the work that you put into doing well, this.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, thank you. It's, it is more of a, you know, I, I get something out of it myself, but, uh, glad a that labor you, of love. It, it really is. Really is. I don't know what it is. Uh, I have like the least sexy voice to ever be recorded, And the I highly doubt that (laughs) me and Gilbert Gottfried, maybe (laughs) uh, (laughs) you are not anywhere close to him. Come on. (laughs) But Um, I just, you um, know, there's something about it, you know, put a microphone and record and just listening. And and when people do it, well, um, it uh, it just does something for me. So.
1: Well, we appreciate you inviting us into your world and letting us crap all over it. It's really (laughs) delightful. (laughs)
0: Smearing it on the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good dungeon
4: master, dungeon master ones.
0: Yeah, no (laughs) doubt. Not the first. Definitely won't be the last. Um, Well, thank you all for being here. Thank you all for listening uh, and contributing in whatever way you want. Um, That's all wonderful. Mm -hmm. And uh, you guys had some questions before we get started. Uh, There was some conversation about. The people that were in the room...
1: We can do it in character. Okay. Mm -hmm. So shall we do the the recap?
0: Sure. Yeah, we'll jump right into recap then.
1: Okay. Alar Supply fought an epic battle, defeating a canny crocodile and a pair of worthless were-rats, freeing the captive Gaunt Darkmane, an agent of the Twilight Vigil who had been investigating the Darkrun Syndicate. Will the band discover what the dark deeds were planned by the syndicate? Find out on Dungeon Patrol.
0: Nice. Uh, and that might be one of my favorite names so far. Yeah. A, a-, 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 a- Ars- Ars- supply? supply? Thank you. Yeah, that's, that was well done.
1: So, so I went, now 90s, we... I went la- 90s last time, and right. now I'm going back to like early
4: 80s. So <laughs> instead of being lost in love, we're lost in a labyrinth. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. But.
3: We've had sweet dreams because even the nights are better.
4: <laughs> World, <We're> <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Well, you know, I saw I saw the the skateboard guy who's been all over uh, the internet. Um, this riding the skateboard, drinking cranberry juice, and listening to Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, Fleetwood Mac sales went up three hundred and seventy four percent after. His wow viral. Oh.
4: I've missed this uh this
2: Well, come on. I mean, Rumours is one of the best albums of all time. I'm just going to say
0: <laughs> that right out. now. I've heard so many people talk about Fleetwood Mac since that that yeah. video and I can't remember the the guy's name, but uh it's just him cruising along drinking out oh, of a big jug of uh nice. cranberry juice from like
2: a from like a front view cam from almost like a, oh, he's a TikTok star. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, those not crazy it. kids in their TikTok. No.
2: He's not a kid. They're, they're talking tick and tick Okay,
1: old lady Trith.
2: <laughs> I don't use that tic tac. Tic tacks? Yeah. I like certs. <laughs> Mementos. Mementos. They even make died. those
1: anymore? I don't
2: certs. Don't think They
0: make certs. But.
2: Oh my god.
1: Do uh, they wait, do they make certs still? Oh that's wow. that's out of the back of my head, Jerry. That's rough. <laughs>
0: My mom always gave me when I wanted candy. Yeah,
3: my dad gave me <laughs> certs disgusting. too. He always had a roll of certs, and uh-huh. now I feel sad.
0: Yeah, isn't it kind of sad? It is. Yeah. Sad. It it I don't is. think they. I, I don't think they make them anymore. I'm gonna Google you,
2: that after the show. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll Google it. Someone yeah. can correct oh, us. You oh, you can find it. certs on Amazon.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank nice. You. Okay. Well, I'm gonna start doing that to my kids and see how long that lasts. <laughs> You want candy? Here, have a cert. Better than Tic Tacs, I suppose. They've
2: been in the warehouse probably for, you know,
0: <laughs> a decade. But. Oh, so they don't make them? They're just <laughs> Well, you can find them. You can right. find
1: them, yeah. 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 right.
0: <laughs> Bunker certs? Yep. Mm. Uh, delicious. Um. Well, Somebody's yeah.
1: Prepper grandfather died. And,
2: uh... <laughs> and if search still does exist and would like to sponsor... In you know the show, (laughs) yeah.
0: Think Jerry would be be okay with that, right? Yeah, reach out. We'll make it. We'll make it work. Um, Got some Gen X love for
1: for certs at this point, so (laughs) absolutely. Now brought to you by certs,
0: certs, Um.
1: (laughs) certs, and tab. I think those two.
0: Yeah, I kind of wondered if Ocean Spray uh, benefited from the skateboard guy as well. Yeah. You know, hey. You never know what's gonna catch on with the kids nowadays. Skateboarding and cranberry juice, I guess. I can do something with prune juice later. That, and uh, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. And
3: Fleetwood Mac.
0: Yeah. Alar supply. Right. Well, we should probably actually play a yeah. little bit. Oh yeah. People are waiting. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so All right.
0: We've just,
4: we just rested. Yes. Just so resting. We rest We un, un uninterrupted?
0: Um, yes.
2: We were just kind of discussing while we were resting about, you know, what to do next and trying to figure out the timeline of this syndicate and building into this town and how they're mm-hmm. affecting
0: said city. Yeah. So you all can recall that Haydn told you a while back. That, um, you know, he, he had lots of claims about running the, the underworld in this city and all of that stuff. And you don't know how much of that to believe. None of it. but Yeah, so none of any it.
4: Of the, any of the correct names.
0: And uh, he, he did say that uh, it started to be become difficult when the Dark Run Syndicate showed up. And he made it seem like it was a couple of years ago. Like within the last two or three years that they came out of nowhere and um, set up in Vadrigan and really started to push all the competition out of business one way or another.
1: Okay. Okay. So what's our plan, friends? Should we go investigate this stockpile of goods and try to piece together what their plan is?
3: I want to find Arvik.
4: I feel like we have a multi-part plan. We're going to secure this cache, find Arvik, and eliminate the enemies.
0: And stay alive. Who's this Arvik you're talking about? Why is he so important?
3: Arvik is our friend. He's um, a very big guy.
4: Very big.
2: You wouldn't... You would know him if you saw him. He's a bit
4: dim, but he knows how to run a greenhouse.
0: You see, um, and his
4: dog
3: misses him.
0: Oh yeah. Have you uh, seen
4: anyone like that?
0: You see, gaunt, kind of rub his chin, thinking he's like there was a large gentleman in the group. He didn't look happy to be there. Big fellow, scars all over his body. Didn't say anything. Didn't even look at us.
1: That's mm-hmm. our little buddy. <laughs> Do you have any idea where they would have taken him?
0: That I don't know. He was just there with the rest of them. One of the two big men that I hadn't seen before. Oh. The other one is equally frightening. Not quite as large, of course, but had a claw for a hand.
4: Oh. Mm, right. That yes. guy. We know who that is too. Uh, Thunderclaw. Thraxos.
0: Thraxos, Thunderclaw. Tigerclaw. <laughs> but close.
4: Tiger claw. <laughs> no, nope, I wrote down Thunderclaw very <laughs> okay. clearly.
0: going can be a Thunderclaw yeah. then. <laughs> hey Thunderclaw, we're looking for you. Who? Um have to roll back the tape. <laughs> <laughs> uh you uh So now you think that maybe Arvik was in that group. Um,
4: Was he prisoner-like or did he look like he was part of it?
0: He wasn't tied up or anything, but he didn't look happy to be there. And they kept looking at him, like worried about him. I'd say now that I know that he might be your friend, I'd say he was there against his will.
3: So now you have told us about the um, uh, three of the people. Are there any other distinguishing characteristics of these other two women you can tell us?
0: One of them, Mohawk, kind of stood out. Leather armor, if I remember correctly. She looked like a rough type, maybe a gladiator. The other one, much smaller, definitely didn't look like a fighter any kind, but had some robes on, look, almost, I don't know, like a cleric or a monk or something.
3: Do these ring any bells for us? They are not... I'm, like,
4: okay. I don't,
0: I'm looking at notes here.
3: I do not remember a woman with a mohawk.
0: There was, um, you know, you... Heard that uh, Thraxos had kind of another gulgonin sort of partner. Um, uh, Pyros. Yeah, Pyros. It was a woman. Oh, I uh, didn't can
4: okay. That. <clears throat> okay.
3: Huh. It seems like the Mohawk would have come out before.
0: Mm, mm, maybe. I don't know if you've uh, run across her. You've only, Mm-mm. I think, spied Kraxos so. and maybe didn't didn't ask too much about Pyros. So,
2: well, if you could pop- possibly show us the way.
0: Yeah, as I said, the, this third level, I think it's got to be mostly storage by now. I don't get the impression there are any creatures left in there. So nothing nothing like that to worry about. What level
3: are we on now? Second. We just finished second level.
0: Yep. So you go up the stairs, um, very similar to the previous previous level that you traversed. uh, And you see another lever uh, next to a metal-covered door. And there's a little plaque, and it does indeed say the mad mage's menagerie and say that three times fast. Mad
4: mage's menagerie. <laughs> that was only once. Uh, <laughs> we'll loop it.
0: Yeah, we'll loop it uh, in post. <laughs> so you can pull the lever if you want. You can look through the there is a little I pull the uh, lever Viewport. So you pull the lever. It opens up and you begin your uh, walk through the third and final level of the labyrinth. You walk through the third level's dark corridors, a twisted honeycomb of small rooms holding cells, rather, uh, or small rooms or holding cells, rather, sorry, for horrific creatures that were kept specifically to dash the hopes of the most capable challengers. Now each stone chamber holds supplies, boxes, crates, casks, bags and barrels of various sizes, each marked with a distinctive logo. Some kind of animal uh and a bent line over the top of it.
4: An animal with a bent line?
0: Yeah, kind of running underneath this bent line and you can you can roll for it if you want. Uh history have we seen this before? Uh, I think you probably should know it. Eighteen. So
4: eighteen. Yeah. Five.
0: <laughs> uh, Tris definitely would recognize it right away. Um, Alar obviously recognizes it as the Fox Cottage logo—a fox running beneath, like the stylized peak of a roof um so each one of the casts crates bags everything that you run across has this very distinctive logo on it after passing dozens of these spaces each literally jam-packed with goods you realize darkmane's words were not hyperbole there's enough Hmm. here to supply an army or a small city You march forward, warily, expecting danger around every corner, but you spy nothing but empty corridors, devoid of even the eerie red light from the clairvoyance orbs. Only the occasional torch lights the way, providing you with a clearly marked path through the maze of intersecting hallways. And suddenly, you reach the end. Two bronze statues of your host, Remus Nova, stand at attention on either side of an otherwise unadorned doorway. Unlike the others, this one stands open, ready to embrace you. Beyond, you see a room—a dark room with a table, two chairs, and a small bucket, which should be familiar to all of you. Um, it's and not a the niche bucket, yeah, it's not the same bucket,
2: bucket. What bucket? I don't strike them up.
0: <laughs> a niche that one, once held a mattress now sits empty except for a pile of bloody rags and you see a shiver run through Darkman's body as he recognizes the room for what it is a prison his prison he leans wearily against one of the bronze remises and says that's it we're here just beyond is the observation room where Remus and his guests ate and partied while watching challengers die below.
3: Huh.
0: I don't know if anyone else is in there, but I suspect there can't be more than a handful. Like I said, they were planning something big, and I had a feeling that they needed all the help they could get. Huh. <clears throat> so, okay. doors open. Room lies beyond and you see another doorway okay on the other end of this dark room and this is where it's supposed to
2: be <sighs> that's where they he knew them to be last
0: uh yep
3: that's where he was held right I mean
0: yeah he was he was held there and so with the layout um, he is basically saying that the far door on the other side of this room leads right into the main observation room, as he calls it, whatever and that if means. And there's going to
2: be people, that's where they're going to be. Right. Yeah. I can certainly go and morph and check it out.
4: Is there... A, okay. okay, so is there a map that we have right now?
0: Uh, Not of this, no.
4: Okay.
3: All right. I mean... Brokos, I think that is a good idea.
2: Is there room for a rat or a spider? What would be a, a crack for?
0: You know, it's uh, fairly well made, so not mm. a room for a rat. But a spider, a, not a
2: giant spider, mind you. Just a little small one. Small spider. Can you uh, do small spider? Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh. He's
3: seen
1: yeah. spiders. Come on. Yeah. small <laughs> But a s small as far as small s- size.
2: Uh yep. A spider, like- a standard spider would be considered a small creature or a small beast. It would? Okay.
0: Mm. Okay. Are you sure
4: about
1: that? Yeah, I was gonna say this tiny. Is- tiny. tiny. Tiny.
2: It's, it's tiny. It says it right here, tiny t- beast, which I can turn into a beast. So yes. And All you right. can go tiny. Yeah can any shape I'd want. I'm an animal. All right. I right. think spiders um, aren't animals,
4: but
2: well they are animals. I, I can turn into a beast and this is what it is. It's a beast, guys. I, I know these my my rules well, okay?
0: <laughs> Jeez. Quit questioning me. I
2: yeah, I practice. All right. I study. <laughs> it's a tiny beast right here <laughs> on D and D Beyond. So I can turn into a beast, any beast. Oh, yeah, or unless you you guys want to go check it out yourself.
4: <laughs> you no, know, I, I just feel like
1: that. I'm. I'm. This is just a, a holdover uh, from Pathfinder because I'm you're just limited. about to turn
2: over. I'm just about to turn into it. You guys are going? Are you sure you guys can do this? Are you sure you can do this?
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I the just, DM's know, like, totally <laughs> clueless. So
2: totally
0: yes, I, uh, a tiny beast. So yeah. Uh, no. Um, I trust you. I do. Yeah. I was just I, looking I at the. Turn- at your uh, party members here who are yeah. a little more skeptical, but
2: well, this isn't Pathfinder kids. Um, I'm going to turn into a, a spider, a tiny beast. Okay. Um, and then as I walk past Kragar and, uh, and Alar, uh, you know, both bite down with my small little pincers.
1: <laughs> well, you're tiny, so you don't even break my skin.
4: Right. Uh, um. And I'll restrain myself. Just from irritating. On. Like I said, don't
3: step on our <laughs> part number.
4: <laughs> He's tiny. Okay. I can't tell where he is. Uh, so <laughs> tiny. Exactly. <sighs> Just put him under a jar. How do you like him now?
2: <laughs> and then I turn into my full size and stuck in a jar. Uh,
3: no, that's horrifying. Don't do that.
2: Yeah, that would be horrible. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, <laughs> crawl underneath a, or in a crack or in a door. I want to check this out.
0: All right. So you walk through the Spartan room taking note of the bloodstained chair, and uh you nod sympathetically at Darkman who acknowledges you with a look of grim determination. When you arrive at the door, uh you see little tiny uh uh, Brokos, uh go scurrying through a crack uh underneath the door and um I don't know if you guys are going to do anything, or you're just going to let him do his do his work.
4: I'm, I'm going to go spend some time at the bucket. It's been, it's been two days.
0: <laughs> okay, so you get through. The... I'm I'm
1: going to stand watching yeah, him unashamedly because we we've all seen
0: each other. Yeah, we've been there. So yeah, <laughs>
4: I'll just continue talking to him while he's going. <laughs> we we really should have a plan. I think we should fight from this room. <laughs> yeah.
0: And we maybe need more boundaries, uh, privacy wise, but (laughs) (laughs) we can talk about that later.
4: When this is all done, we're never going to see each other again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay. So you get through the crack and your, uh, million little spider eyes, uh, brokos see no movement on the other side and you're looking around And you are dazzled by the sheer opulence of what lies beyond red velvet sofas, uh, divans. Is that how you say it? I wrote it. I don't know how to say it. Uh, And chairs sit haphazardly around small ornately carved and gilted tables. Similar gold-covered woodwork lines the railings, banisters, and even the walls of this multi-tiered room. Everything else seems a mix of plush, tufted velvets, rich brocades, and luxuriously soft fabrics. Even the floors and stairways appear to be covered in thick layers of intricately woven carpeting that runs from wall to wall. Wall to so, wall carpeting can not be there.
2: Another, yeah, so I'm going to try to, I know it probably will take a, a while, but trying to get different views of the room. Um, and see if there's any movement, and if there's another
0: door? Um, yes. There. Let's see. You enter this room a little bit more, and you can see that there's a large curtain uh, to your left that seems to be bound, bunched up, and kind of held back. Um, uh, and... Let's see. So there are three tiers in the room. Uh, you can see no movement, um, but you do happen to see a corridor that goes off to your right on the bottom tier. There's a bar that runs almost the full length um, along the right wall, and you can't see past that because you're just a tiny spider. hmm but you can see that there's also a pair of golden doors at the very top tier right next to a balcony that kind of overhangs the second tier.
2: Okay. Um, can I take like two years to get there
0: then? Is that
2: how long it's going
0: gonna... it to... It would take My you, little yeah. spider
2: legs? Quite,
0: quite a while, yeah.
2: Okay. So I'm going to go and uh, get to the floor um, and just I just want to make sure that I've just been very, very aware of my surroundings and if there's any movement. And as long as I've okayed that with myself and felt safe, I'll get down the floor, turn back into myself and go over to the door and open it for them.
0: All right. So you do that and you hear nothing, see nothing, other than what's already been described. Then you go and open the door for your party members.
4: I will stealthily enter.
0: Okay. You want to roll stealth?
4: I would love to roll stealth. Ooh, yes. Twenty-four.
0: Twenty-four okay.
3: Apparently I will also try and be stealthy.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: Oh, actually, that was awesome. Um, I still got a twenty.
0: Nice. I got a twenty as well. Wow. So, you enter this ornately decorated room without the faintest whisper of sound. The carpet beneath your feet seems to absorb even the heaviest footfalls, and the room acoustically seems to swallow, quickly swallow up any audible notes of your entry. <coughs>
2: And I'll just kind of point to those doors. I'll like maybe try to get like an all clear sign if we've ever done anything or just say, you know, mouth clear and then just point to those gold doors. Sir.
0: So they're the gold doors. And now that you are tall, uh, once again, Brokos, you a all a Medium see, creature. Uh, yeah, um, medium creature. You can see over the bar and there are a pair of double doors behind the bar as well. Uh, you would just guess that that probably led to some kind of kitchen or pantry or something based on the layout of the bar.
4: All right. I'll, I'll slip in there real quick just to, to look.
0: All right. So you go into the kitchen and let's see. Um, you find a kitchen and pantry behind the double doors find a pile of trash, broken bottles, animal bones, scraps of parchment that were used as scorecards for some game of chance. And a small table sits next to a large brick oven. Two hands of cards lie face down on opposite ends of the table, as if the players were planning to return. There's about a month's worth of food in the pantry. Hard loaves of bread, brined meats, whole geese and chickens packed in wooden barrels, cheeses, dried fruits, and sacks full of salted nuts you also find more than a dozen bottles of wine along with three large casks of ale.
4: I'll walk over and mess up their cards.
0: <laughs> okay, so you do that.
4: Then come back. It's all clear. More supplies.
0: Um, anybody else doing anything?
1: I'm going to go up to the Golden Doors.
0: Okay.
2: I will follow.
0: So I'm just going to read um, a little bit uh, of the other descriptive stuff that maybe Spider Brokos didn't see. Uh, a glow seems to be emanating from the ceiling. It provides a soft, diffuse light that fills the space evenly. You take a quick look uh, around the corner and uh, behind this bunched up velvet curtain with golden tassels on it and nothing. Um, there are dozens of comfortable seating areas, tables, no rare, were rats, gladiators, werewolves. You step out and you can see that this wall behind this curtain is empty. It's divided into a dozen equal size squares inside each square. You see a glass orb similar to the clairvoyance orbs, but larger and completely unlit. They appear as enormous rubies with their glossy, smooth surfaces reflecting the room's predominant color scheme. Uh, You've already seen the bar, the doors, you've already been in the kitchen. um, And you spy the conspicuous pair of golden doors next to the private balcony. Um, Why don't you all roll Perception? Perception. Twenty-one. Twenty-one? Eleven.
2: Eleven? A mighty (laughs) ten.
0: Twenty-three. Wow. Uh, With all of the luxuriant trappings, it's easy to overlook the mundane. You see signs of long-term occupation. A rough woolen blanket on a sofa. A worn and dented pewter mug on a table that's been polished to a lustrous sheen several empty wine bottles on a shiny metal platter, a pair of boots caked in dried mud next to a padded footstool, and strangely, a curled piece of parchment stuck to the bar's smooth surface with an ivory-handled dagger.
4: Okay. I will assume I noticed that after I came out of the kitchen, so I'll pull the dagger out All right, and hand the parchment to somebody else.
0: So you pull the dagger out, and it uh, appears to be some kind of letter, and you hand it off to. I'll Yippee. read it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ugh. The letter reads. We'll wrestle for it. <laughs> oh, this, this could take <laughs> a while. Or now.
1: we'll lose. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: says Dear Commander Vosh, you are welcome to pass through the Dread Gate and into the city with my blessing. If you capture the giant, I will gladly allow you to deliver him into my custody, and at such time you yourself may go on your way, once again with my blessing. While I do wish I could meet with you in person, I am afraid the dire reports of traitorous elements within Marshal Corps de Ram's legions have forced me to take every precaution. As per our agreement, however, I would be happy to grant a private audience to Major Mal Trevain, who is someone I believe we both hold in high regard. The Major and I will, I assure you, get to the bottom of these nefarious plots that you claim threaten me and the kingdom. Thank you for your service, and may the gods bring your quest to a swift and satisfactory conclusion. And it has kind of a smudged ink stamp in lieu of a signature at the bottom Appears to be a coat of arms, a shield with some kind of tower and a wavy line. You guys can roll if you want. History. Yep.
2: Nope. Ooh, a ten. Let's a ten, does it? Nope.
3: I got a twenty. Natural twenty. Nice.
0: So you immediately recognize this uh, as uh, the barons. Uh, coat of arms. It's the King's Point Lighthouse with uh, wavy lines representing the the sea. So a note from the Baron to your... That is
3: a note from the Baron.
2: Commander Vosh. So it looks like this uh, Commander Vosh is someone we need to see.
3: Well, we have been looking for her for a while, right?
2: Well, I think we're closer on her trail now. She's been here. You'd imagine. Do you recognize the dagger?
3: I don't know. Do I recognize the dagger? I pull it back out of my pocket.
0: This thing? Um, you do recognize the dagger. <sighs> it uh, was the dagger of your commanding officer. Once Lieutenant Maltravain. now apparently, according to this note, Major Maltravain. So, should we
4: try to? Does, do we understand what's happening here? Does it seem like the Baron is trying to set things up to let the legions in? Basically,
2: yeah, that's what he said. If you give Ardvark basically to them, they <laughs> will open the gates, right?
4: Well, so it says the giant.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, that's Arvik. <laughs> <Arnfark>. Sorry, Park, <laughs> <Arnfark. laughs> But uh, I take uh, it a little shiting to him.
4: Mm-hmm. But Arvik came with the raiders when they landed. So how?
1: No, he remember he escaped. He had been uh, a prisoner and uh, basically a forced combatant, right? A mm-hmm. Gladiator for their entertainment before. Of the Baron, is that right, Jerry?
0: Not of the Baron, no. uh, Not of the Baron. mm -mm. His uh, uncle uh, brought him around the Thunder Isles. Uh, He was kind of, uh, you know, whatever they consider, you know, combat sports uh, in the Pirate Isles. He was kind of their, their champion. So
2: it says at the end of this letter about how basically finding something that he's being, someone's trying to thwart the Baron. Is he possibly talking about news of Gulf Knut in us, or is grabbing Ardvik, is he? Is that basically bait for us? Are we being lured into something?
3: It doesn't sound like it. It sounds Mm-mm. like there is something else going on, and that maybe Arvik is even more than we understand.
2: Mm.
4: That's what I'm taking from okay. it. Okay. So this whole time I've been confused about Arvik's origin. I thought he was just one of Wolf Canute's longtime people.
3: No, there. Yeah, there was a whole story about the yeah. uncle and and he wanted to be a farmer, and then his uncle, like I don't remember, sold the farm or lost the farm, and then traveled around, the him fight and.
2: I yeah, would uh, close. I would like to change into uh, uh my shifting and I want to take a look around the room to see like if there's any smell left over like is when's the last time someone was in here if I can get any kind of indication of movement or to see if how long ago they were here at all if there's any remaining smell or scent or anything
0: Okay um you transform no, nope.
2: it's, it's just, a, yeah, it's a quick shift. But oh, you're a shift, shift,
0: okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, So you get slightly more uh, ugly. and <laughs> Not possible. Not that you would That's, know by my token. No, no. <laughs> that is a skill I have in real life. But uh, you uh, start to sniff around and, you know, people are starting to notice you and uh, realize what you're doing. And so they kind of hold still and wait for you to, uh, smell around and you you definitely get uh the were rat scent, um which is pretty distinctive. Um that's obviously more recent since you uh just killed them off and they were presumably playing cards in the in the kitchen area there before they uh went to dispatch gaunt Darkmain. Mm-hmm. Um but only slightly older, maybe just hours before that, um you you definitely get uh, another smell that is very reminiscent of your uh, friend Piers. So you assume- just to let you
2: know as a perception. I rolled a natty twenty, so it's a twenty-six. Okay, to help your story little.
0: Right. Um, so Piers, you know, had a particular smell that you didn't mm-hmm. maybe recognize entirely, but um, this is this is similar but different and so you assume that might be Commander Vosch, the werewolf.
3: Ah, gotcha, okay.
0: Um, And you also do pick up Arvik's scent. Okay. So he was here roughly at the same time as Commander Vosch, and then you smell, you know, kind of the oiled... Leathery sort of smell, uh, sweat stain, blood stain kind of, you know, impression that you get, you know, got from that gladi- gladiator that you fought mm-hmm. at the Belfry Union. Okay. So
2: they could have gotten pretty far away by now, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, uh, you yeah. would say probably in the last three hours and okay. uh, gaunt doesn't really, you know, he's been stuck in here for so long, his sense of time is a little off, but he says it's probably only a handful of hours. And that leads
2: sent sent kind of sends me to the uh, doors, gold doors.
0: Yes, there's definitely okay. sent going all the way up to those doors.
1: And it's a it's a set of double doors, is that right?
0: Mhm. Okay.
2: All right. I'll share everything with with that with everybody.
0: All right.
1: Do the doors open
3: inward
0: or outward? It looks like they open in towards this room, and then can be fastened. You know, it looks uh. like it's kind of like an entryway.
4: I think we need to be prepared that Arvik's not going to be on our side.
0: That is a possibility.
3: I don't like that.
1: I think he is a pawn and. In- Greater schemes.
0: Mm. Yeah, could be. Uh,
1: clearly
4: more significant than any of us knew.
1: We should be prepared that we may meet battle on the other side of these doors.
0: It's also but, possible.
1: They surely left guards on that side of the gate.
3: Why? Not necessarily. It's a whole magic portal entrance and stuff, right?
0: Gaunt nods at that. Yeah, maybe
3: they're just feeling very cocky at this point.
0: I mean, we could have been
2: if they were through the observation deck, they could have been watching us.
0: Could have. I mean, it's it's out in the open. It's not like yeah. glassed in. Uh, or so like just kind balconies. of balconies. Sure. Yeah.
3: I I don't think we're going to get any more from this room. I think we should press on.
2: Yes, I
4: agree. Are the crystals, the rubies or whatever labeled on the wall?
0: Uh they're not labeled.
1: Craigar, we don't have time to watch TV.
4: TV. I was wondering if there's some viewing options for the other side of the room from here.
0: Yeah, that is a good question.
3: But I do not know how to activate this stuff, do you?
4: Yes, you just walk up and put your hand on it like so.
3: <laughs> you do that?
4: i just, uh, I just pick one at random and like grab it and wiggle it or something.
0: Um, oh dear. Yeah, I haven't really thought out how that is uh, activated. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> or if it's trapped. <laughs> or if it's trapped. Or anything about it. Um, it does require uh, you guess that yes, these things could be controlled to view any one of the clairvoyance orbs that were in the labyrinth and that people would sit here and kind of watch and bring up different different you know screens different mm-hmm. views and uh you think it requires some kind of magic to activate and you don't quite know how to do it
3: i can try a
4: firebolt at it uh could I'm not going to. I don't think that's the <laughs> magic it takes. Yeah. Fine. That's your solution
1: for everything. Firebolt.
4: Firebolt. I like Firebolt.
0: All right. I will
1: walk to the gold doors and open them.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll yep. follow. <laughs> Through the golden doors, you enter a large carpeted hallway. Golden sconces hold small, intricately carved figures. The figures appear to be representations of strange, otherworldly creatures carved from some thick, shell-like material. Each figurine glows with an ethereal light bathing the hallway in the same diffused radiance that you noticed in the main observation room. You see a door on your right, and ahead, the hallway abruptly ends, just beyond... A strange portal made of some dark stone or metal. Does the
3: portal look active?
0: Upon closer inspection, you notice dozens of odd runes carved on the portal's surface. Uh One, shaped like the profile of a simple chair with a circle between its legs, glows with its own greenish light. Darkmane clears his throat and says, that's it, the portal. This one is uh, bigger. It has all of these markings, but the other one was smaller and only had one strange rune glowing green like this one, but not the same as this one. It's more of a X shape, I guess, from what I can remember. Now, if this works the way I think it does, we would come out in the cellar below the bedding house. I understand if you don't want to go through, maybe we better check out that balcony area. But I just want to let you know, I I, I thank you strangers, but I left a wife out there. Tilly's a tough woman, stubborn again, but uh, I'm sure she's waiting for me. I'm really eager to go and see her. You owe
1: her that. She no. gave up a
4: lot for your career.
3: You're yes. just going to like abandon us now?
4: Yes, you owe us your life, so your <laughs> wife is going to, have to wait just a bit longer. And I'm pretty sure that's Kragar's rapier.
0: That's yeah, true. Yeah, it's a loner. You can start that's making a loner. payments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rent to own rapiers. <laughs>
4: that's so. So you the, 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 said so there's a, an illuminated symbol I mean, there's a bunch of other symbols
0: yeah yeah
4: like what happens if we press another symbol is that, are they like a button
0: uh yeah you put your finger over one of the other runes um and it instantly turns red um the other rune that was glowing green is no longer lit up
3: okay touch the original one again see what happens
0: you touch the original one and it lights up green, and the other one is no longer glowing red. Okay,
3: touch a different one and see what happens.
4: Like, wait, yeah. How many how many,
0: Why how are many you making different? him touch it? <laughs> how
1: big is already? I love you standing over his shoulder, like, touch that. Touch yeah. that. Yeah. I touch <laughs> want to touch all the
4: buttons.
0: <laughs> okay. So you one, touch one after another. All the buttons, uh, and there are dozens. Uh, didn't come up with a number, but we'll say we'll say uh, seventy-two. Oh
4: my god! <laughs> uh,
0: lots 72. and lots of buttons. It's a it's actually fairly large, kind of built into the space, and you manage to touch all of these different runes. They all light up red, except for this one. I'm standing way back from. Craig, Arn. yeah, yeah,
2: I'd like to point that out. I'm behind,
0: <laughs> so we I mean, are right. back in the labyrinth. Honestly,
3: maybe this portal can go to many other portals, but they have to be ready to receive. And the only one that's ready to receive is this one, the green one.
4: You're that's kind of what I was putting together, too.
3: I don't believe you, Craigar, but okay.
1: <laughs> all right, let's check this hallway out. I'm looking at the door on the right.
0: Okay, so you're going into the balcony area? It's a balcony area? Yeah, it's kind of like Remus's private box, right? Yeah, I'll go in there. Okay. Let's see. Uh, The door leads to the balcony you noticed in the main room. Most of the exquisite furnishings have been shoved up against the far wall, In their place, crates of supplies are stacked haphazardly. Some of the crates have been opened and their contents appear partially unaccounted for. Lamp oil, uh, pitons, piles of rope, boxes of hardtack biscuits, candles, strange hammers with curved spikes, and most most notably a basket with a dozen of the glowing red clairvoyance orbs. A small table appears to have been used as a desk. Several piles of paper sit around a bottle of ink and a worn quill and some kind of book. The papers appear to be receipts for goods.
1: Okay. Uh, does it say where they are shipped from? I mean, we're looking yes. for. Some I. Sort
0: of yeah. Uh, you can see. Peck and Wimby, that sort of stuff. Yeah, the papers uh, appear to all be actual receipts from Fox Cottage Supply Company. If you look at the book, it's a log of everything that has been collected, and the numbers are staggering. 5,000 pairs of boots, 3,600 gallons of lamp oil, 12,000 candles, 1,500 casks of ale, 1,700 bolts of canvas... 1,300 bolts of wool, the list goes on and on and on. And small notations uh, written uh, along the side of the pages seem to question some of the numbers or the need for more. Someone has very methodically and systematically been collecting these goods for a specific purpose and keeping meticulous records along the way. And you can see Gaunt kind of looking over your shoulder as you are examining this. And he's like, I, I, uh, this is, this is big. I need to find Tilly and report in. There's something going on here. Has to be the foundation just has to be, but why? I, I don't understand. I need to report this.
4: Well, what? What is the foundation?
0: Did I miss um,
4: that? What? Go ahead. He said it must be the foundation.
0: Oh yeah, I don't. I don't know if Piers ever mentioned this at, at some point, but he had some information that maybe uh, did come up, or maybe did not, depending on what you asked him. Um, but the foundation, uh, the. Coram Bray is a country way down south, full of merchants and rich merchant families. Uh, And they, uh, the richest families uh, that rule the, uh, the country are called the foundation or the founding families or the founders. And so they actually run and own Fox cottage, which is a, international kind Mm. of supply company um and so gaunt will tell you that he has to conclude from this that there's no way you know he he assumed maybe these goods were stolen by the dark run syndicate but they have receipts for everything Mm. so he's now thinking that they're in on it. And that means that the founders, the foundation must be behind this. So there's this whole other level. And, you know, the founders, they pay for this whole Island of mercenaries, the Golgonians, to protect them and to enforce their will, um, whenever they need to do such a thing. And so, incredibly powerful families.
2: Uh, I feel like pulling this thread and it just gets deeper down this rabbit hole. It's it scarier.
3: So I think we should take the ledger.
2: Yes.
0: All right.
4: Uh, I'm going to get a new rope and some pitons and some more lamp well.
0: Okay. You guys can stock up here.
4: I'm going to go back for the salted nuts, then. Those sound
1: good.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I'm going to grab the basket of clairvoyance orbs and one of those big orbs from the other room.
0: Nice. Okay. It
1: could be handy if we can figure them out.
0: Yep. So basically in here, uh, in this room and in the pantry, you guys can find basically all of the supplies that you would need for any sort of extended um, adventuring and resupply so if there's anything you're missing food wise or supply wise it's kind of it's kind of all here it's like a but mini... it's
1: not overtly uh gear for war i mean it's not arms it's not you know materiel in that sense it's but it would be siege survival that sort of stuff right it would be
0: hmm
4: Well, if that, if the, are we calling it the Legion? Basically all the troops show up and they get let in. I mean, they're going to need supplies to hold the city.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But from what you've learned now, there's this secret, Baron calls them traitorous element in the Legion. And he's not taking taking any uh, meeting with any visitors because of some of the reports that he's received. And the only person he trusts to talk to is Mel Trevane, who Triss knows is now also a werewolf because she walked in on that.
4: So there's part of me that can't help but wonder is do we do in fact destroy all this? I don't
1: know. No, you made a fair point that this would be useful to supply the city.
4: I, I agree with that, but what if we fell?
0: You hey. won't fail. Lady. If we
4: fail, then
1: we
3: won't care what happens to it. So I think we just...
0: Then
1: other thought. poets will sing our legend for us. Although not as well, but... <laughs>
0: Very true, very true.
1: Let's figure out the portal, shall we? All
0: right.
4: Let's do it then.
1: So, Gaunt, how did you get in? What did you do that opened the portal?
0: You just walk through. It well, doesn't w- look like much, but trust since me. It's,
3: since it's green, I think that we're good.
4: I will walk through. Okay. We're
0: like, okay, okay, (laughs) there we go. You see Tris uh, sort of turn into like a bunch of individual cubes, pixels, and it's kind of like frozen, you know, right below the portal uh, to your vision. And then kind of the cubes get smaller, 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 all dividing, and she disappears just like that fast. It's almost like an after image on your retinas. um. And Triss, you experience a mere second of blinding light before tumbling into pure blackness. Your eyes are still flashing strange patterns directly to your brain as they desperately try to adjust to the new environs. And you stumble blindly into a room filled with strange objects. A clatter and a clang, followed by quiet curses, announce the arrival of Gaunt, who is totally blind in a dark room like this you can hear him what what is this where am i yeah i'm gonna leap through i don't know where we
3: are it's weird
0: so you everyone uses your hands feel your way around and finally find you know what you believe safe places um You know, uh, strange objects leaning up against the wall on the floor, Um, but you find a corner or a clear space and settle down and wait for your eyes to adjust. Brace yourself until your dark vision starts to draw static shapes in the darkness. You appear to be in a small shed, roughly 12 feet by 15 feet, a pile of buckets Sturdy wooden wheelbarrows, pickaxes, and shovels fill the cluttered space, and against one wall you see it—the faintest greenish glow filtering through three layers of rough burlap. The other portal. It is indeed much smaller, sized like a typical door frame, and has been wrapped in several layers of cloth and firmly tied with yards of thick twine. You pull your gaze away from the strange gateway and immediately pick out your comrades, dark shapes crouched along the structure's ramshackle walls. This isn't the cellar, Darkmane says. They've moved it. We gathered. And you see a rough wooden door along one wall. It's, It's at an angle, but it looks fairly sturdy. There's no doorknob, just a crude iron loop for a handle. Oh. So
4: the 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 magic portal so it's in this room but you said it's in a sack.
0: Not in a sack. It's just been wrapped in cloth maybe maybe to disguise what it is.
3: So um I will tell everybody to hush so that we can listen for any noise from outside
0: all right so you listen um put your ear to the door and as as you do uh the weight of your body on the door makes it pretty clear uh from the start that um it's been chained shut from the outside And you can hear kind of the faint rattle of the chain links against the wood. Um, You don't hear anything close by. No footsteps, no talking. And I'm going to have you guys roll. Perception.
3: Oh. Uh, 19.
0: Nice. Wow. 19. Wow. Five. (laughs) Wow. Uh, So you listen very closely and um, you can hear shouting, loud voices, several of them. But one of them is particularly strident and seems to cut through the din. Unfortunately, it's just too far away and not clear enough to make out any of the words.
4: So are we in... Like a stone room, or what are we in? You said it was like a sort of shed or something.
0: Yeah, it's a wooden shed.
4: okay, so I'll pull out my crowbar and see if I can pray open the door.
0: Um, yeah, uh, you can roll me strength with advantage and while you're doing that, getting your crowbar out, dark Mane says salt sign. We're in salt side. Smell these tools. I just tasted some of the grit on my fingers. Salty. You're just moving us
1: across the city, aren't you, Jerry? (laughs) Oh, way up
4: there. Okay. All right. Well, I got a 16 on my first roll to pry it open.
0: Um, Not quite. You uh, do manage to uh, uh, crack one of the wooden boards on the door um, so you can get a good view outside and through the gap uh, you see next to nothing but there is a worn path that stretches out into the moonlight and you can see shapes of buildings maybe 10 or 15 yards in distance Still hear kind of the shouting, which seems to be, you know, quieting down, and just the one, the one voice.
4: Okay, I will continue to pray. Okay. can,
3: I can, I aid. Yeah, assist. Okay. I
4: rolled a net twenty, so twenty-three,
0: oh. and I, I, I rolled thirteen to assist. You uh, pop it right open the rusty chain on the other side just snaps um and the door goes flying open
4: okay now what we follow the voices well we leave the shed. yes what time of day is it it's It's night. night i'm gonna go see how heavy is this uh portal
0: uh, you try to move it, and it's very difficult to even budget. Your best guess is five six hundred pounds.
1: We'll come back for it yeah, we, we should yeah. come back for it.
4: I'm thinking we should drag it to a different building
0: yeah, your call
1: i I think we need to survey the lay of the land before we make that attempt
4: though.
3: It would be noisy.
4: Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll topple it over. That'll stop a lone person from coming through quickly.
0: It's a good thought. Okay. So you clear a space for it, and um, you're gonna try to gently lower it to the ground, or just flop it over. Gently. G-
1: yes.
4: Gently. Uh, Take it. And- I mean, I, I can. I can lift that much, so. Basically, just pull it and then. Okay, maybe help me, Tris.
3: Okay, I will help him. Okay. I don't need those sound effects.
0: (laughs) So you lower it to the ground. uh, Looking good,
1: Craig R. (laughs) Lift with your knees, man. (laughs) Lift
0: with your back. Um, So you lower it to the ground, which should, you know, make it very unpleasant for someone to come through. Uh Okay, so you carefully exit the small shed, I'm assuming, and you do take note of a large hand cart that has been pulled up next to the small structure. You see no other people in your general vicinity, but farther down the path, past the nearest buildings, you see small groups of people walking or running toward something. Up ahead, you can see light. Not the steady, pale glow of the moon, but the flickering yellow of torches and lanterns.
3: Oh.
2: Hmm. Do you want to sneak up there and try to take a look, or are we just. I
1: think we want to bypass them either way, but we should know what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Craig, are, do you mind?
0: Roll stealth.
1: Sure. So you're fantastic at that.
4: Yes. Um. So basically we're in like some uh, city streets. So there's lots of buildings. Is that what we're looking at?
0: And lots of buildings. It's very kind of oddly open and the buildings are haphazardly placed. So it's like winding dirt tracks through a series of buildings. You know, like this shed is, you know, fairly far away from the nearest structure. It's just, it seems like very poorly planned out.
3: Hmm. I don't know. I never really spent much time on salt, on the salt side, so.
0: Yeah, few do. Mostly just miners and...
4: All right, very well. Yeah, that's, uh, so you all want to hide and then I want me to go scoping it out or what do you want to do?
2: That works.
0: Yeah. Okay.
4: Okay, so pick a building and then I'll Well, hey. pull my... Or just stay here.
0: Yeah, roll, pull, roll me
4: a stealth. I'll pull my cloak closer around my head and uh, move quietly away.
0: Okay. So as you... Uh... Well, tell me what you got first. Let so you know.
4: Well, I mean, there's a lot of distraction. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So my first stealth is a nine, but you know, we're just you know, it's just we're, a we're good.
0: Just, so you're you, you, talking here. You. you know, you you were expecting, you know, some kind of even uh, road uh, leading down. Uh and uh, obviously this is this is a pretty rough place, and so you kind of stumble a couple of times over this rocky path. But eventually you realize you are coming to a large square. Long, low buildings sit around uh, the perimeter of this of an open space. and from the light and the sound, you gather that the commotion is coming from within the square. Now, from your vantage, you realize that you could probably skirt along the backside of the closest building, which, from your, from the look of it, it looks maybe like a bunkhouse or something very long and low. Um, and maybe uh, walking along the backside of this would allow you to, you know, skirt around the square or possibly. Uh, you could find a more sheltered approach from which to further assess the situation.
4: Well, could I climb onto that bunkhouse?
0: Uh, You maybe could, yeah.
4: So I'll look around to see if there's anybody looking in my direction, and then assuming that there's not, I'll do that.
0: There is not. Um, So you're going to try to climb?
4: Yeah, I'll just kind of reach up with my long arms and try to pull myself up to the top.
0: All right. So these are, you know, low buildings. They're very rough. Lots of handholds and things. Uh, The uh, roof seems to be covered in some sort of thin metal. And you grab onto it and are easily able. 17 athletics. Okay. Easily able to pull yourself up on the top. Um, I'm going to ask you to roll stealth again, though, because the metal roof does make quite a bit of noise, especially if you're weight.
4: That time it's a 25.
0: Nice. So you can pull yourself up to the edge of this building and get a look down into the square to see what's going on.
4: All right. What do I
0: see? You... Pull yourself up to the edge and peer over the side. Before you, a crowd of hundreds has gathered, humanoids of every kind, young and old, the only commonality being their thin, emaciated frames. At the heart of the crowd, you see a clearing where a dozen or more robust men and women hold a cleared patch of earth. At the heart of this space, a strange man stands atop a crate, and it's his voice you heard above the rest. You can see his long, meticulously styled hair, an elegantly drooping mustache bouncing in time with every syllable. My dear people, I tell you true. I have been sent by priests of Rel as a herald, the herald of your imminent rescue. My lady, Queen Delthea of Ashmore, sends a fleet of ships. My lady offers you lands, homes, lives in Ashmore. All you need do is prepare. Spread the word. Tell the whole city of Rell's good fortune and most timely blessing. Winds that hold aloft wings as white as snow also fill the silken sails of my lady's ship's Your albatross has arrived, good people, and your promised land awaits across the sea. With a great, dramatic flourish of his oversized white cape, the strange man offers a short bow before rising quickly and raising his fist over his head. The crowd, seemingly stunned into silence by the speaker's momentous words, suddenly erupts into loud whoops and cheers. You see frail bodies hugging, shaking hands, crying, raising eyes and arms to the sky. And in the eruption of emotion, you see a gap in the crowd. And in that opening, you spy more of the strange man's guardians. One of them in particular stands out, Skolaveg. Next to her, you see Freya, Hilda, Torvik, and Magda, all of them eyeing the joyous crowd warily while the strange man continues to smile and gesticulate triumphantly. And that is where we will uh, leave it.
4: What? No. What huh. the heck? Oh,
3: <sighs> I don't know. My brain is not able to handle this.
2: Uh, yeah. That's a lot of
0: information. <laughs> a yeah. lot.
3: Uh, so...
0: Apparently, the Queen of Ashmore is sending ships to rescue I guess. former slaves. Mm. Or it's a big lie. Apparent- yeah. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. The Foundation is behind the Dark Run Syndicate, and the Dark Run <sighs> Syndicate's working with werewolves, and Arvik is somehow important to the Baron, and gosh knows what else is going on.
3: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm uh, that's <laughs> what I got. Mm.
1: And you're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> One, more <Excuse>. <laughs> One more
0: episode. One more episode. yeah. Uh no, yeah, it might might take a while. Uh we we got to <laughs> about where I thought we would. Um but uh yeah, there's a lot of information to process. So yeah. we'll uh we'll probably because. recap a little bit more okay. as we go along. And I will just remind you, uh you heard from um uh, true Fellow, that uh, the Salt Siders were very, you know, they'd really bought into this albatross, uh, rel sort mm-hmm. of thing, mm-hmm. um, saving them, you know, and they're a very, very strange lot um, as a result of it. Yeah, but- and then you have this very dramatic person who I will tell you, um, you've met in a former life. So. Uh-huh yeah,
4: okay
0: mm. okay that guy Love. crossover yeah, a little crossover a little crossover yeah okay well, uh you find out who next time, next time. all right okay. we will see you then cool. okay <laughs> take care. bye.